This is Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare from Rock 94.7. Welcome to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Tonight's guest is a true death metal legend. As the founding bassist of Cannibal Corpse, he has blazed trails and wrote the blueprint for extreme death metal. Their latest album, Torture, is in stores now, and they'll be joining Prong, Dillinger Escape Plan, Machine Head, Gojira, Surge Tonkian, Deftones, the newly freed Randy Blythe and Lamb of God, and Slipknot when they roll into Somerset, Wisconsin for Knotfest on Saturday, August 18th. Fellow metalheads, it is my absolute pleasure to say, Alex Webster, welcome to Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Um, thanks so much for having me here today. It's a real pleasure. And now, Alex, we're only a few days away from Knotfest. How did you guys get on the bill for the very first run of this thing? Um, you know, I don't actually know. It's something that our, our booking agent sorted out. We're, we're in the middle of doing the Summer Slaughter Tour right now, so we're actually going to have to take a day off from that tour in order to do Knotfest. But um, I think that the routing just worked out really well. We were going to be in that area anyhow. So um, I, because I believe that the Summer Slaughter date was going to be nearby um, where we're doing Knotfest. So it just worked out well for us to jump off of that tour for one day and hop on a Knotfest for a day. Now, this is a kind of a, a different audience than the Summer Slaughter Tour. I mean, the Summer Slaughter Tour, it is, it is wall-to-wall brutal death metal, whereas Knotfest is a bit more varied. Are you guys yes. going to have to change your attack, so to speak, to uh, adapt to a different crowd? No, I think, you know, we pretty much do the same show no matter what we're doing. Um the, the only thing we might we would change um, when we're doing outdoor festivals, we do tend to do a few more slower songs because they work better outdoors. But um, I think for Knotfest, we're just going to play what we've been playing on Summer Slaughter, the same the same set. You know, just a, a good variety of things: faster songs, slower songs. We we try to mix it up a little bit, anyhow, no matter what set we're doing. So I think it'll work. It works well on this tour, and it will work well at Knotfest also. Now, um, thanks to a uh, fortuitous uh, situation there in Czechoslovakia, uh, Lamb of God is able to be back on the Knotfest bill, but uh, Death Clock is still uh, not appearing. Is it true that they canceled because they were afraid your uh, lead singer, George Corpse Grinder Fisher, would go into Man with the Silver Face character and try to assassinate Brendan Small? Was that a concern? <laughs> you know, you would have to ask them. It's... um. <laughs> I, probably not, but yeah, it's it's uh, something that you know we're disappointed in all seriousness to hear that they're not going to be able to do it because we're friends with those guys and it would have been a blast. George obviously has that involvement with the program. You know, he's done a couple of guest appearances for some voices, and um, we'd love to play with those guys. It was something we were really looking forward to, but um. Hey, at least, you know, at least Randy's out and is going to be able to perform, so that's great news. Absolutely. Now, in addition to the performances at Knotfest, Slipknot is going to have a Slipknot Museum on the grounds featuring artifacts from the band's history, uh, masks and whatnot. Now, let's imagine for a second, uh, Alex, that there is a Corpse Fest. What three items would fans find inside the Cannibal Corpse Museum? Wow, that's a, that's a good question and one that might take me a little, little time to come up with. Um, I would say at least... We'd need a piece of Vincent Locke art, original, because he's done all of the artwork for our albums over the years. So there'd have to be an original Vince Locke um, in there. And, oh, sorry. That's a thing with doing an interview on a tour bus. you got people walking by in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, you got somebody's uh, yeah. groin shoved right in your <laughs> yeah. face as you're yeah. trying to make yeah. a phone call. Uh, yeah. I, I, could be, I could barely find a, find a place. But let me see, what other items um, could we um, have in there? I don't know, maybe one of our instruments, something like that. And then um, 
something else, like a piece of dirty stage clothes or something. Because that's one thing, like with us, our tours, you know, it's a relatively low-budget affair. We do not have money to send out for laundry and things like that. So we end up wearing the same clothes for on stage for the whole tour without them being washed a lot of the time. And that gets pretty rough. So what we'd have to have, I think, in the in the museum, you know, just because that's what this band is all about, is getting up there and sweating and headbanging and raging on stage. We'd have to have, like, somebody's disgusting, dirty stage clothes on <laughs> in that museum as well. One of, the, one of the band members, doesn't matter which, really. Well, you know what, kids? If you're going to see a band called Cannibal Corpse, they might smell like a corpse, okay? It's right there on the bill. Right there <laughs> yeah, on the bill. Was, I swear, I think we smell worse sometimes. It's, it's, it's a special kind of funk when you can't wash your stage clothes for a month. <laughs> now, Alex, you'll be celebrating Cannibal Corpse's 25th anniversary on December of 2013. Is Corpse Fest actually in the works to commemorate this occasion? Have I touched on something here? You know, we, we don't have anything quite like that going. I mean, we have some pretty big plans for some releases and things like that coming up for our 25th anniversary, but we don't necessarily have a tour that's um, revolving around celebrating that at this point. Maybe, though. It's it's not out of the question for sure. And it would be kind of fun to do a summer festival, something like that, where we were headlining it and kind of specifically, you know, handpick the bands to be exactly, you know, in our genre, like all the real gore-oriented death metal, that sort of thing. So um, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, Corpse Fest, you never know. It might be a reality someday. It's a good idea. Fantastic. Uh, you guys can have that one on me. No commission necessary. Now, <laughs> we appreciate that. Now, you guys resumed the uh, Summer Slaughter Tour after Fest On Monday in Tampa, Florida, the Summer Slaughter Tour had to be evacuated for two hours due to an anonymous threat of violence that was passed along to a bartender at the venue. What were things yeah. like in the back while this was happening? You know, we all live in Tampa in that, that area, so we were all home. You know, we took that opportunity to go home and hang out with our families and that sort of thing. So we were not around when that happened. Around 6 o'clock, when it started to go down, we all, you know, my wife was, um, check, you know, her, she gets Facebook on her phone, and all of a sudden it starts to blow up with people saying, oh, my God, we had to evacuate, and all this is happening. So we were very concerned that it, the threat was real. You know, we didn't know what was going on. But um, thankfully, it was. Um, it appears to have been a false alarm, and, you know, nobody was harmed, and the show was able to continue um, without any difficulties. But um, it was, uh, I, from what I understand, it was a fairly tense um, period of time there, you know, when, when that was all going on. But we, we were not at the um, venue at the time it happened. Well, the thing is, Alex, uh, Cannibal Corpse has toured all over the world, including hitting spots that most bands wouldn't dare to venture into. What is the most dangerous gig that Cannibal Corpse has ever played? Um, we did a show in Colombia where there was a riot. I mean, I, I wouldn't say Colombia is the most dangerous place we played, although it's obviously they've had, you know, a, a civil war and so forth. So they have had some internal difficulties there, but none of that stuff was ever near where we were playing um, but yeah, that show just because the security there was unable to handle a situation that you know took place there, the the police shut the show down due to um, some damage that had been done outside of the venue. The police forced the show to be closed, and so then the fans who were inside the venue started to trash the place, and that was um, something that was beyond the control of the security there. So that was that was fairly. Um, you know, probably a fairly dangerous situation. I mean, the fans didn't hurt us or anything, but still, when when things go to chaos and it's beyond the control of security, it's a little um, 
you know, you got to kind of watch your back, that sort of thing, just to be careful because you don't know what's going to happen. There's people running all over the place, and it's just chaos. That has to be the most chaotic show yeah, we've ever done. That's got to be sure. a little disconcerting at the least, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But again, nobody was hurt, you know, and everything turned out okay in the end. This is Alex Webster from Cannibal Corpse, and you're listening to Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare on Rock 94.7. Alex, even though you've been doing this for for uh, well uh, right around twenty five years now, you guys still rehearse upwards of four days a week leading up to recording and touring. Have you ever thought to yourself, "Geez, we wouldn't have to practice so much if we just did Nickelback covers"? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we definitely play music that's hard enough that it, at least for us, you know, we need to practice it a lot. I mean. Of course, there are other bands playing stuff that's even more difficult, and maybe they practice less. But for us, as you know, we would not feel comfortable unless we practiced all the time. You know, it's just something that we have to do um, to feel like we're in condition to play this stuff. There's a lot of endurance involved. So yeah, there's some. You know, when I see some of these bands playing a a bit of a simpler form of music that has some. Um, you know, a lot less technical requirements, you know, and um, a lot less endurance requirements. I think, wow, they, these guys, I hope they never complain about being <laughs> on tour because they have no idea, you know, how hard some bands are working up there. You know, all the death metal bands are working pretty darn hard on stage. Uh, my favorite are the uh, pop stars who have to take time off for vocal rest. I mean, part of this show yeah. involves interviewing death metal lead singers of all the time. <laughs> I'm thinking, what, you yeah. have to take time off, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I mean... You know, I, I can understand, though. I'm sure there's more to it, you know, so I don't want to... I mean, there's probably pressures in that world that maybe I wouldn't understand, so I'm not going to slight them. But but from the first glance, it sure looks like, you know, when we're leaving a puddle of sweat around each of us every night, that looks like we might be grinding it out a little harder than some of the pop bands. Nice, know, nice. I think that's safe to say. Now, on the new Cannibal Corpse album, Torture, you drop this just sick bass breakdown right in the middle of Strangulation Share. How long did it take for producer Eric Rutan's jaw to come up off the floor when you laid that down in the studio? Oh, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Eric, Eric knows what I can do because I've worked with him before. So, but, but, but still, he, you know, he did enjoy that part, I think. You know, it, it's something that kind of pops out at everyone as a surprise. It's a tapping part, so another one of those things um a lot of the stuff that sounds really hard isn't as hard as it sounds and then some of the stuff that sounds easy is actually pretty hard so that part was hard but um you know it wasn't super hard it just sounds hard and that's the trick with some of this stuff uh, it was worth the effort i mean i'm my, again my jaw i had to pick it up it was a uh, fantastic oh uh, cool in all seriousness, though, Alex, your bass work is a big part of uh, Cannibal Corpse's signature sound. Now, several musicians, and mostly guitarists, make a few bucks doing instructional videos. What's it going to take for you to do one for aspiring bass players? Well, you know, I actually um, I have not done a video yet, but I did do a DVD, or excuse me, DVD, uh, what am I saying? I did a um, book and a CD package. And um, that is available on Hal Leonard um, for through Hal Leonard Publishing. It's called Extreme Metal Bass. So I, I just have always really enjoyed working with books. I like videos, too, but something about books, I, I just like it more. A book is a little bit more portable. You don't need electricity to use a book, you know, so you can take your bass and your, and your book and just go practice wherever you have a little bit of space. And I've always liked to do that. So when... I had I did have the choice between doing a DVD and a book, and I decided that the book slash CD package was really something I felt a little more comfortable doing, and um, that came out last year, and so far everyone really seems to like it. You know, um, I just tried to make it 
something that I would have found useful when I was, you know, a beginner slash intermediate level metal bass player. It's the kind of book I wish I could have had um, at that early point in my um, playing career. So I hope people enjoy it. You know, I should be useful, I think. Alex, a few months back, I need you to corroborate something for me here. A few months back, I interviewed Chris Barnes of Six Feet Under, and he told Mm -hmm. me that the worst car that he ever drove was a 1972 ice blue Ford Pinto that he bought from Cannibal Corpse drummer Paul Mashurkowitz when he was 16 years old. He said Uh it ran for about 26 miles before breaking down and never running again. Can you corroborate this story? I don't know that because those guys were friends. um, Like, Cannibal Corpse was comprised of dudes from two different neighborhoods. The first three of the guys, Bob Russe, um, Chris Bonds, and Paul Mazurkowitz were all from a neighborhood called Orchard Park, and then me and Jack Owen were from um, a town called Akron. And those are two suburbs um, on the opposite sides of Buffalo, basically. We were on the like northwest side, and they were on the southern side. So I, we didn't know them until we got the band together, and I believe by the time we got together with Chris, he had a pretty nice car. <laughs> so the, His Pinto days were way behind him by the time we met Chris. Now he's he's driving a Porsche now, so yeah, I guess he's doing a yeah. bit better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I, in fact, if I, I, I'd love to see him in a Pinto. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I never saw that. He's always had a nice car since I've known him. <laughs> nice. You'll, you'll have to talk to Paul about that. Maybe he remembers yeah. selling him that car. Yeah, I'll, ask, I'll ask Paul. I'm sure he would remember. Now, on a more serious note, though, during that same interview, Barnes said that he'd love to take Six Feet Under on the road with Cannibal Corpse in the future saying, quote, that he'd jump on that tour for sure. Is the feeling mutual? I, I think it's not out of the question. You know, it's something I don't want to go ahead and say, yeah, let's do it, because we then people are going to start talking about it actually happening. But um, I wouldn't rule it out. You know, we're friends with those guys, so I think it could, it could be a lot of fun. And for sure, I think there'd be um, some interest in it, given our history with Chris, you know. So, yeah, let's not rule it out. I'll leave it at that. Corpse fest. There we go. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now, uh, Alex, uh, uh, final question. You've done a lot of interviews over the years for uh, Cannibal yeah. Corpse, and you've talked to lots of stupid DJs who ask you lots of stupid questions. <laughs> I- is there a question you wish someone would ask you in an interview, but no one ever seems to? I can't think of anything in particular. I mean, there's a few that I think we've already answered enough that we don't need to keep answering, and I'm I'm glad that you didn't ask us those particular questions you know the the um i mean the ace ventura thing it's a good story but i've told that story hundreds of times like literally hundreds of times i've talked about how we were in ace ventura it's something that happened in 1993 it's cool but i think we can talk about other stuff and i'm you know like like we did in this interview so that's cool or same thing people ask me what happened with chris and it's like, well, Chris, you know, we asked him to leave the band in 1995. That's what happened. You know, and that, again, that was 17 years ago. So there's other things we can talk about. But as far as questions I want people to ask now, any, anything to do with the band is fine. You know, like to do with our music in particular. It's, it's always nice when someone asks about the music, like you did with the bass questions. You know, that kind of stuff is what I enjoy the most. Well, my goal is to never ask a question that somebody could answer just by going to Wikipedia. I mean, that's... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, the the stuff like asking about, you know, what happened with, you know, Chris being out of the band or what happened with Ace Ventura, that's pretty easy to find those answers 
already online, so there's no real need to ask them anymore. Well, that's what we go for on Scary Terry Saturday Nightmare Journalistic Excellence. We have to say it with a question yeah. mark at the end, otherwise the AP gets on us. So. <laughs> Alex, you have been a good sport, man. That is Alex Webster of Cannibal Corpse. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter. Pick up their latest album, Torture. You have to say it like that, too. In stores now and go see them with Prong, a Dillinger Escape Plan, Machine Head, Gojira, Serge Tonkian, Deftones, the newly freed Randy Blythe, Lamb of God, and Slipknot at Knotfest in Somerset, Wisconsin on Saturday, August 18th. Alex, thank you so much for being a part of Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Hey, thanks for having me. It was great, man. And as always, thank you for listening to 13 Questions with Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare is a three-hour metal show heard every single Saturday from 9 until midnight on Rock 94.7, 1029 in Central Wisconsin, and worldwide online at rock947.com. You can find more 13 Questions interviews in the podcast section of rock947.com. Next time you're on Facebook, give Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare a like. You can also follow me on Twitter. It's at TerryRock947. Thanks for listening.